Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your coach, Darlene Childress. And today I want to talk about Mother's Day. So if you're listening to this in real time, Mother's Day is this coming Sunday. And I really wanted to help you design a Mother's Day that actually feels good to you. One where you get what you want from the day and then you actually enjoy it. Because if you've had a few Mother's Days that, you know, you've been a mom for a while, you know that some Mother's Days don't go that great. There are times when we end up getting into bed at the end of the night feeling super wiped out and resentful. And so if that has ever happened to you, then this episode is for you. Because what happens is Mother's Day has a way of ending up like the opposite of ideal for most moms. A lot of moms, what they do is they spend Mother's Day cleaning up the kitchen after a very messy breakfast in bed. So it's like super cute. Your kids are going to bring you breakfast in bed. And then it's not really ever that great, actually. Maybe for you it is, but it's never really been that great for me and for most of my clients. And then you finally kind of get up and the kitchen is a disaster. And you're just like, well, what's this Mother's Day? And then it's like kind of followed by a lunch or another weird brunch that's focused on like either your mother or your mother-in-law. It's like focused on a different mother that's not you. And then the day is capped off by like a rushed takeout dinner. And then you have to still do all the regular bedtime routine shenanigans. So last year after Mother's Day, I was scrolling through like all the mom Facebook groups that I'm in and someone wrote this post. They wrote like, can we start a fuck Mother's Day post? Anyone else have a shitty day? (laughs) This mom kind of started this thread and there were a bunch of comments that followed in that post. And here's some of the things the moms were saying. They're like, I spent my Mother's Day grocery shopping and cleaning and my kid taking my phone half the morning for his game. (laughs) So she just worked all day and then didn't even have her phone for entertainment. Another mom wrote like, me, my sister let the cat in and it peed all over my shoes. And then my nine-year-old asked me why I was wearing the same shirt I wore yesterday. (laughs) Someone else just wrote a pretty tough day over here. Don't even really want to revisit it or explain it. Another one's like, grateful this day is over. Someone else, okay, for real, I need to cancel Mother's Day next year. Someone else, like, my problem with Mother's Day is that it's like every other day, except I have different expectations. You know, we have these ideas like help with kids and dishes, and no one ever ends up doing that. For all of these posts, there were lots of people liking and hearting and like me too, and raising their hands and all of that. So enough. I want you to take back Mother's Day. If it's going to be a day where we honor and celebrate our experience as mothers and let the people around us honor and appreciate us, then we are going to need to figure out a way to communicate what we want. And that's what this episode is about. Because what moms tell me that they really want to do is they want to sleep late. So nobody really wants breakfast in bed if you're sleeping in because you want to be able to sleep as late as you want to sleep. They want to stay in bed like linger in bed. That's like a mom's dream, really, because so often we have to get up and get right to kids or they're like in our bed and we're like, here we go. And you got to start the morning routine and all of that. So moms want to sleep late. They want to stay in bed. They want to have a long, luxurious shower, maybe actually spend some time getting ready properly, spend maybe a few hours without their kids, like either shopping or getting a massage or being with a friend and then doing something with their kids 
something simple that actually works with their children, like a picnic dinner at the park. If grandma wants to come, great. And then be off duty for bedtime. This is what I'm hearing from moms. This is what they want. They just want a day that works for them. What keeps moms from creating their ideal day? Here's the two things that I see when it comes to Mother's Day that are the obstacles for moms in actually creating a Mother's Day that they like. So the first one is not asking for what they want. So I'm going to talk about that one in a minute. The second one is feeling guilt for wanting what they want. So the first one is not asking for it. The second one is feeling bad for wanting it. So I want to clear up the guilt thing in the first place. I want you to know that it is okay to not want to spend every minute of Mother's Day with your kids. You're with them a lot. If you get a chance to have a break from your children and then miss them a little bit and then come back together, you're going to feel a lot more grateful for them. Too much of a good thing can become not so good of a thing, right? If you want time without your children on Mother's Day, you do not need to feel guilty about that. You do not need to think, oh my God, I'm such a bad mom. I don't even want to see my kids on Mother's Day. That's okay. You're with them a lot. Getting breaks from your kids is super important. It's actually one of the things I teach in my program because it is vital that you have time off of mom duty. That's part of becoming a calm mama is by having time where you aren't parenting. So if that means having a few kid-free hours on Mother's Day, and then you can enjoy the rest of the day with your kids, that's okay. Maybe you want some time with them in the morning, a little break in the afternoon, and then see them for bedtime. Or maybe you don't want to do anything in the evening. You want to kind of have that night off. Whatever it is that you want, if you want to have a break from your children, I don't want you to feel guilty about wanting that. The other factor that comes up a lot when it comes to guilt is the guilt about balancing how to honor your mom or your mother-in-law on the same day that you want to be honored. It's a lot of people to please, especially if everyone lives in the same town. You've got you as the mom who's actively parenting in this season of your life, the mom who is doing it right now, you, and then you have your mother and your mother-in-law who are ultimately grandparents at that point. And yes, we love and honor our mothers and it can be confusing about whose Mother's Day is it. So people-pleasing is not what Mother's Day is about. Trying to figure out how to satisfy your mother and your mother-in-law and your stepmom and all of that, it can be really difficult to satisfy everybody. So When you think about Mother's Day, I want you to think about what it is you want. It's really important to ask for what you want. But before you can even ask for it, you have to get clear about what that is. So here's my question for you. Ready? How do you want to spend Mother's Day? What is your ideal Mother's Day? I want you to spend a few minutes right now listening to this podcast or coming back to it or pausing it wherever you are and thinking or journaling about what an ideal Mother's Day would look like for you. What do you actually want? The Mother's Day that I described earlier in this episode is really what I wanted when my kids were little. 
I wanted a big giant break from them because they were always around. I felt like I was on duty all the time. I also never had a chance to go shopping, like clothes shopping or hang out with a friend. And so I wanted to do some of those things on Mother's Day. I wanted to have time to really, I wanted to go clothes shopping a lot because I really didn't have much time to do that when the kids were little. So thinking about how you want to spend the day, I wanted a little bit of time with them, a little bit of time by myself. And then actually, I really wanted to spend time with my mom friends. So what we did when my kids were little is I'd spend time with them for a little while, and then I would separate from them. So I'd kind of send the morning and early afternoon, and then I would go do something by myself for a little bit, like, you know, go to the mall or something. I sound like I really love shopping, but I just never really had a chance to do it. And then I would meet up with a friend for like a drinker, like a little mini meal. And we would just sit and chat on Mother's Day. And it was absolutely delightful to me. My husband would be putting the kids to bed and then I would come home right at tickles and kisses. And I wouldn't have to do all the bedtime routine. I would just give hugs and kisses. And then I would be able to have the evening to relax. That was my ideal Mother's Day for a really long time. I want you to think about yours. If it's really important for you to spend time with your mom, then make that happen. Think about it. If it's really important for your partner to spend time with their mom, have your partner think about it. So first, your job is to imagine what you want. And then if you have a partner, go have a conversation with them and let them know what you would like. Ask them, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Would it work for you? Talk about past Mother's Day. Lay out what worked for you in the past and what you want to change and ask if they're willing to try something new this year. Maybe your partner has it in their mind that you're going to have this long family day and you're like, I don't want to do a family day. I want to do a family day next Sunday. (laughs) I want to just do like my day. Having this conversation in advance is really, really helpful. Now, the other mothers, right? There's lots of other mothers involved. You've got stepmoms, your mom, mother-in-law, birth moms. Take a minute, reach out, see what they had in mind. Let your mother-in-law know like, hey, I would like to have some time by myself. I'd like to have some time with just my family. So is it cool if we don't do Mother's Day on Sunday, but we do it on Saturday? Or if we do it next weekend, you can share what your ideal day is and then ask if you can spread out the celebrations over a few weekends or shorten the time that you usually spend together on Mother's Day so that everyone can get their desires met. I remember sitting with a mom years ago It wasn't Mother's Day, but we were sitting together. She said to me that this was the first time in her life that she had had Mother's Day and her kids were like 10 and 12 or something like that. And they had recently moved to California from their home state. She said, this is the first time I've had Mother's Day to myself. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, every year it's always been about my husband's mother. She hosts a big brunch and we're there all day. And the expectation is that we're there all day and that I'm being social. And this was a person who's really introverted. And it took a lot of energy to be around someone else's family all day long. And she didn't know how to advocate or ask for herself or ask her partner for what she wanted. And it was only after they moved that she realized, oh, wow, I could have a Mother's Day that's just focused on what I want. (laughs) So we don't want to hurt the other moms, right? We don't want to hurt your mom or your mother-in-law. We want to honor them as well, or your stepmom or whoever's in the picture. But also by saying, I love you and I'd like to do things differently this year. 
Would you be open or willing? They may or may not be. That's just a great way for you to get information and then find out if things are not going to go your way. And it's not a, I was going to say a cross you want to bear, but if it's not a boundary you want to hold up, that's fine. You could decide like, okay, I planted the seed for in the future or, hey, honey, my, to your partner, I'm going to do my own Mother's Day the following weekend. I want my Mother's Day. Your mom isn't willing to give it to me or my mom's not willing to give it up. So I want Saturday or I want next Sunday. So you can still get that day of rest if you want it. Sometimes all it takes to create what you want is getting clear about what that is and then asking for it. So it is your job to figure out what it is you want and then ask. Not feeling guilty for wanting it, not discounting what you want, but actually asking for it. Now, here's the thing I want to tell you. Even with the best plan, the perfect ideal Mother's Day or even like a Mother's Day that doesn't go right, whatever happens on Mother's Day, you will probably still have what I call the Mother's Day hangover. So on Monday morning, you might walk into the kitchen and start to do all of your regular parenting tasks, getting lunches, getting kids up, getting kids shoes and socks on, backpacks packed, getting kids to school, getting back to work, right? All your regular parenting tasks. And you might feel a little disappointed that life is back to normal. Like you may be like, wait, yesterday was great. I like that version of my family where everybody helps out and everybody's really nice and everybody's really super, like my partner's really interested in helping me and all that. And like, you might just be like, ugh, ugh, back to the reality of it. Another thing could happen to you where you walk into the kitchen and you feel resentful because you didn't have a partner who was like really supportive and helpful and like got all into it and stuff. And there's dishes in the sink and yesterday's breakfast in bed is still all over the counter. You just kind of feel resentful. You wake up and you're like, well, that sucked. Or maybe you might wake up feeling a little bit sad because maybe there was a conflict in your family or your kids weren't willing to take that Mother's Day photo that you wanted or they wouldn't smile or there was no sweet, I love you, you're the best mom ever moments. Or you're looking on social media and you're like, I didn't have that. I want you to acknowledge and recognize that sometimes the day after Mother's Day is not fantastic. I call it the Mother's Day hangover, very normal. It's just how it is. Mother's Day can be hard and the day after can be even harder. So I just want to honor that for you. If you do wake up feeling disappointed or resentful or sad, and you want to reset that, you can overcome those big feelings by just acknowledging them, by recognizing that they're there and they're true. Because it's really easy to rationalize your feelings away and trivializing them or discounting them. I also think women tend to like gratitude themselves out of their emotion. Like, well, at least my kids gave me a hug. Oh, I should feel grateful because I have children or I should feel great. We kind of like grateful ourselves out of our emotions. And that's just kind of rationalizing your feelings away without being really honest. If you're really, truly grateful, awesome. But if you're not and you're using gratitude to avoid feeling your feelings, no. It is really easy to ignore our feelings by gratituding ourselves or eating cake or binge watching Inventing Anna. Guilty. But the truth is that when we avoid our emotions, we actually set ourselves up for more disconnecting behavior. 
either with ourselves, our partner, or our children. I know you don't want that because you want to become a calm mama. You want to feel connected to yourself and connected to your kids and connected to your partner. So instead of avoiding your emotions, just name them. Sit down with a journal and write them out. Write down, I feel sad that my children didn't give me a card. I feel resentful that I had to do housework on Mother's Day. I am angry that my mother-in-law got more recognition than I did. What you're doing here is you're setting yourself up for as best success as you can have. You're setting up your ideal Mother's Day. And afterwards, you're being honest with your feelings about what happened. Now, this process of kind of writing out like, I'm mad at so-and-so and I'm hurt and I'm resentful, it might feel really petty. And I'm telling you, it's not. It's actually the opposite of petty. It's very deep and honest work. It's how we unravel some of our behavior because when we're showing up like, oh, resentful towards our kids and it's the day after Mother's Day and we're kind of like, get in the car, get all grumpy. That's not how you want to show up. I know it's not. And so offering yourself compassion, self-compassion is the way to move you through your feelings so that you can be the mom that you want to be. I actually have a complete podcast episode on this topic. It's that episode nine, pause and reset your emotions. And we'll link that in the show notes. So you can go back and learn really how to process negative emotion. The coolest part about practicing self-compassion towards yourself is that the more you recognize and name your own emotion, the more you're able to offer compassion towards your children. The more in touch you are with your emotion, the more in touch you'll be with them, with their emotion. That practice of self-compassion is really, really important for you because it actually feels really great to take good care of yourself and it helps you become the parent that you want to be. So the last thing I want to spend a few minutes talking about, we've talked about you deciding what you want and Mother's Day, giving you permission to ask for that giving you some strategies to figure out how to make that happen. Talked about the Mother's Day hangover, how it feels kind of the day after, depending on how things go, how to move through that emotion. Now I want to talk about loss and grief. My mom, she passed away in 2020, and this is my second Mother's Day without her. Actually, Mother's Day this year falls on her birthday. (laughs) And so I am approaching this Mother's Day with a lot of extra tenderness towards myself. So when I think about, for me this year, my ideal Mother's Day, it involves kind of a lot of laying in bed, (laughs) a gentle walk in the woods, an early dinner with my kids, and an evening with our family. That's what I want. But I know that all morning and early afternoon, I need to be alone this year and just kind of miss my mom, I'm going to give myself permission to do that. I may not need to do that every Mother's Day, but this year I've tapped in, I've thought about my ideal day, and I realize that that's what I need. This is also the first Mother's Day without my older sister, who passed away in October. I'm thinking a lot about her children and how they're missing their mom and how painful this day will be for them. So if you've lost your mother or you know people in your life who've lost their mother, Mother's Day might be really tender for them. And we want to honor and recognize that. There are also moms who have lost a child. And this day brings sorrow to them because they're missing the people that they love. They're missing their children. Maybe that child was a miscarriage 
or it was a child that died young, or maybe they're a grandmother and they're missing their adult child. Just honoring and recognizing that for mothers who've lost a child, Mother's Day is very much a day that brings sorrow. There are also moms who are not parenting the children that were born to them, like first mothers, birth mothers. We don't know everybody's story, but for some moms, they're holding that part of them. They're holding that story and they're grieving. There's also the stepmoms. They don't always get an acknowledgement on Mother's Day, especially if the mother is still in the picture, the other mother. Stepmoms don't always get acknowledgement that they deserve on this day. This Mother's Day, I want you to hold space for you. I want you to create your own ideal day. I want you to feel whatever you're feeling. And I want all of us to hold space for all the moms. And I am sending my love to all the moms, the first mothers, those who are celebrating their first Mother's Day, the forever mothers, the motherless mothers, the childless mothers, the not yet mothers. I see you and I recognize that Mother's Day may not be the easiest day for you. And I want you to give yourself permission to allow for whatever emotion comes up. You have permission to grieve in your own way if you are grieving. If you're not grieving, you have permission to make Mother's Day exactly what you want it to be and to enjoy your kids and your life and your partner, any part of your life that you love, you get to enjoy it on this day. So I am sending you lots of Mother's Day love and I am wishing that this is your most ideal Mother's Day yet. All right, I'll see you next week. Hey mama, if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready to get out of this chaos and create more peace in myself and in my family, then I want to invite you to join Calm Mama School. It's my lifetime membership program where you learn how to stop yelling and feeling overwhelmed by parenting, teach your kids how to manage all of their big feelings, and set limits that actually work. It's lifetime access for getting everything you need to have the family you want and become the mom that you're meant to be. No matter how old your kids are or how chaotic your family is right now, I can help you create peace and joy in your home. To join, go to calmmamacoaching.com and get instant access to my online course and start coming to weekly coaching calls this week. I can't wait to help you transform your family. See you there.